What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one I'm going to go through five mistakes that people make when they play FPL, starting off with some gameplay thoughts. The first one is chasing differentials. This is a personal favourite of mine. There's still a bit of a myth that goes around the community that you need low-owned players in your squad in order to climb up the ranks and do well, and that's just not really the case whatsoever. And don't get me wrong, we all love it when we've got a player that's hardly owned by anyone and they get a massive score, but it's not the be-all and end-all. The only thing that matters is points and if a player that you think is going to score the most points is 80% owned they should be in your team likewise if the player you think is going to score the most points is 5% owned guess what they should also be in your team points is all that matters stop worrying about ownership so much and like with anything in FPL there's a bit of nuance to that like at the end of the season if there's only a couple of game weeks to go you're 150k overall rank and you want to get to 100k maybe you'll start looking at ownership a little bit more but for most people they would do better if throughout the season they worried about points and not how much a player is owned next up is being too reactive remember the plan you brought that player in for a reason be it uh, you know underlying stats fixtures captaincy reasons whatever it was has anything significant changed if not don't react when things go badly especially at the start of the season like in game week one you've had like a month or more of kind of thinking about your squad and because you've had so much time you've probably thought about nearly every single player you could possibly put in and there's going to be someone you have to leave out and guess what that player is going to score in game week one you're going to react and think right i made a mistake there i need to get them in there's a reason you picked the players you did stick to the plan especially for the first few weeks you don't need to react too much unless you've made an absolutely massive mistake but most of you won't have done that uh careful be careful with early transfers now again there is nuance with this because at the start of the season, I am more open to making early transfers if needed because really the only way players can get injured is in training. They don't have European competitions. They don't have cup competitions either. They're just playing one weekend and they're not playing until the next weekend. So maybe at the start of the season, I'm more open to early transfers. But for the most part, unless you're absolutely going to be priced out of a move you definitely know is the right decision, I would try and wait till Friday or Saturday. You get all the information from the press conferences, especially later on in the season when players will play midweek in Champions League, Europa League and stuff like that. For the most part, I would try and avoid early transfers where possible. Don't chase bandwagons. If a player suddenly scores two goals, someone you hadn't really considered because they've not really ever been a good FPL option, you've got to question whether they can keep that up. We see this all the time. A player will score two goals, suddenly everyone thinks they look great, and then they'll go for a few weeks and just do absolutely nothing. So you need to check things like, well, what fixture did they have? What are their underlying numbers looking like? Is this a player with historical performances in FPL? If not, do we think this is going to continue and if the answer is no you shouldn't chase that bandwagon just forget about those points and just again kind of stick to the plan and then unnecessary hits i think people kind of try and label hits as good or bad they should just be used when they're necessary and i think a lot of the time we try and justify them by saying well i'll bring this player in for a hit because over four to six weeks they'll absolutely pay that off and in some cases that might be correct but you've got to ask yourself well that's fine maybe they will outscore them but are they going to outscore them this week and if not could i just do that move next week for free instead maybe if i delay that move until next week or the week after maybe there'll be something else that comes up that's an even better kind of transfer to make so if you think about like the 6.5 million midfielders let's say you've got matoma and you want to move to mbomo for a hit because matoma's blanked for a few weeks and bomo's looking good well if mbomo scores 
in the week you take the hit and Matoma gets an assist, that hit's probably not paid off. Yes, it might pay off over five to six weeks, but you could have maybe made that transfer next week for free. So I don't really have a strong opinion over whether hits are good or bad. You've got to weigh up each one individually. But I think if you've made a plan and you've got good solid players in your team, unless you get a kind of load of injuries all of a sudden, most people don't need as many hits as they think they do. So next up is blowing your chips too early, especially if you're new to the game. It can be very enticing to use them in the first few game weeks, get those extra points on the board and then get ahead of everyone else. But they can be very useful later on in the season. So for the most part, I would hold on to them. With the free hit, triple captain and bench, boost you get one of each once you've used it that's it and with the wild card you get two one can be used right up until game week 20 and then the other one can be used after game week 20 right up until game week 38 i would say the wild card is most important because that lets you change the entire team and those changes stick until you start obviously transferring those players out over the next few weeks the first wild card i would really be careful about when you use it because for the second one it's likely to be more beneficial using that in and around the double game weeks. And they don't tend to happen until game week 30 or later. So if you use your first wildcard in like game week four, you might not have your second one or want to use your second one until like game week 30, 31, 32, whenever it ends up being. That's quite a big gap without having another wild card to use. Now, the problem these days is the pricing is so kind, it's very easy to have a good squad. And if you're actively managing that squad through injuries and stuff like that, your team might never look awful. And so there might not be an obvious point to use the wild card. All I would say is be very careful about deciding whether you actually need it. If your team is still looking healthy, if it looks good for the next few weeks, you've got lots of good players in with good fixtures and stuff like that, I would just hold off using it until a little bit later. But obviously, as we do content throughout the season, we will talk about that more. For the triple captain, I would wait until you get those double game weeks. So if you don't know what they are, it's when a team has two games within a game week. And obviously, then there's double the opportunity for points. I know some people will say you know use it in a double game week it doesn't work out you should just use it in a single game week but we're all about making decisions that have the best chance of maximizing your points so if you've got Harlem with one game or Harlem with two games what do you think is most likely to get the most points? It's probably the two games. So I would save the triple captain for a double game week. Uh, free hit is definitely useful later on in the season because not only do you get those double game weeks, you also get blank game weeks. So sometimes a team won't have a fixture. So if Man City don't play in like whatever, I'm just going to pick a random game week, game week 28, and you've got Haaland, De Bruyne and Edison, none of those three players are going to get you any points. And sometimes we get weeks where lots of teams don't have a fixture and having a free hit for them or even in a double game week can be very useful and then the bench boost is usually best used in conjunction with a wild card and or around the double game week so sometimes what people will do later on in the season their wild card know that they can get a team of like 10 to 15 players all with two fixtures coming up and then they'll use the bench boost to get four extra players with two fixtures basically so don't blow your chips too early it can be fun of course to use them in game weeks one two three four etc but if you want to do the best that you can at fpl you probably want to save them for the most part so lots of fpl managers are way too stubborn when they make their decisions so let's talk about some of the things that i'll see throughout a season one is being biased towards certain clubs and players now i know for some people let's say they support liverpool 
They might have a rule which means they can't have Everton players or maybe they support Spurs so they can't have Arsenal players. If that's a rule that you want to set to make the game more fun for you, that's exactly what you should do. But obviously I'm an FPL channel. I'm trying to help people do better. One of the ways to do that is to not have those biases. So for me... I'm a Man United fan. If in game week one it makes sense to have no Man United players, but to triple up on Liverpool, triple up on Man City, then that is what I'll do. I'm just trying to do the best at the game I'm playing. It doesn't mean I suddenly support those clubs. And it does work the other way around. If you support a Premier League team, when you're making decisions about who to pick, be careful you're not being biased towards the players that play for your club. I know a load of you will say that I'm biased towards Man United, for example. Some of these other points kind of tie in together. Ignoring new information, dwelling on past experiences too much. A couple of examples there. Kieran Trippier last year. Loads of you said to me he's a great option from game week one for $5 million. I ignored that. I don't necessarily think, by the way, that was a massive mistake. But when the clean sheet started rolling in, the good defensive performances started happening. He was great for bonus. His attacking potential was there to see as well. I probably ignored that new information because one... We haven't really seen him in the Premier League for a while be that good from an attacking perspective. And two, we haven't seen Newcastle be that good for a while either. So it took me too long to kind of take in that new information. And then dwelling on past experiences, let me name you two players, Reese James in particular and Ben Chilwell. When I say those names for anyone that played last year, I know what you're thinking. Reese James, injuries, zero points, one points. Because that's what kind of what happened a lot of the time last season. But if this year... In pre-season, they've proved their fitness. They're looking good in the first few game weeks. You need a new defender for 5.5. Chelsea are looking solid. They've got good fixtures. You should try not to dwell on those past experiences too much. Even Luca Dean, one of the biggest FPL trolls ever, if the circumstances were right, I would still consider bringing him in. I'm not saying I would definitely do it, but I would at least consider it. A lot of people would just say, no, bad experiences in the past. I'm never going there again. Um, I would also say you need to not have set rules at the start of the season lots of people will say i took too many hits last year i'm going to take less this year i took too few hits last year i'm going to take more i'm going to wild card in game week 10 then it gets to game week 7 the team looks awful but they've made that rule so they've got to wait until game week 10 i just wouldn't do that i think when you're picking your game week one squad in pre-season things look kind of easy but throughout the season there can be lots of nuanced decisions that you've got to take on an individual basis when you get there so if you've made a decision to wait on your wild card but loads of stuff's cropped up and you need to use it then you should use it likewise with hits it shouldn't be a case of taking more or less it should be a case of taking them when it's the right thing to do when you absolutely need Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline it so yeah try and not be too stubborn so quite simply one mistake to avoid is giving up there are so many points on offer over the first 38 game weeks that you shouldn't panic if you have a bad start to the season and in the first 10 to 15 game weeks overall rank can be quite volatile it's quite tight so you can go up and down pretty quickly like if you look at my season history from last year in game week 10 i was 1.1 million 
By game week 12, only two weeks later, I was 616k. But in game week 14, I'm back down to 1.2 million. But at the end of the season, the only rank that matters, game week 38, I was 35,711th. So there are so many points on offer. And when you get towards the end of the season, you start having blank game weeks, double game weeks. You start using your chips. If you plan correctly... That's when you can get a big spike in overall rank. So don't panic if you have a bad start. And also remember that higher ranks are just much more difficult to obtain these days because there's so much content and there are so many FPL managers playing. So in the past, when I first started playing FPL, we'd always look for that top 10k overall rank. Now I still aim for that, but it's much harder to do. If you want to know a decent rank, top 50k, top 100k, maybe even top 200k at this point is still very good. So don't kind of compare yourself to everyone else. Ultimately, you're just trying to improve on your last season. And remember, there's plenty of content to help you guide or to help guide you through this season. So if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and make sure you like this video. And last Lastly, I would say that people don't take enough breaks from FPL and I include myself in that. I'm trying to get better at it. And I know it sounds crazy because I'm someone that creates FPL content for a living. I'm doing videos pretty much every single day. I'd love you to keep watching them, to hit that like button, to hit subscribe, etc. But at the same time, FPL is a long game. If you've been tinkering with your squad ever since the game launched this year and you're going to play all the way until the end that's kind of 10 to 11 months and if the game weeks aren't going great that can be quite grueling so what i would say is you cannot control what the players do once that deadline has passed that is it you've just got to wait and see what the score is make the same good decisions for the next week so if on that weekend you can't watch the games you don't necessarily also need to be checking your fpl score go and enjoy whatever it is you're doing i will say i am really bad at this i will check my score all the time but i don't think it's that great for you so if you can take a break that is something i would do if you have had a bad game week i would step away from the game don't worry about making transfers and stuff like that in fact i would sleep on them especially if you're deviating from the plan so if you were going to bring in one player in game week five and all of a sudden you've had a really bad game week four and you want to bring in three or four players that's something you should sleep on your team will feel better after a few days don't make rash uh, transfers straight away where you can i would also reduce social media time i will say once again i am awful at this i am always on twitter i need to get off it a little bit more but this is especially for people that react badly when they see other good scores if you've had a bad game week and everyone else has done great and they're posting their like 60 70 80 points and you're stuck on 30 that doesn't necessarily feel great so it's not just about stepping away from fpl but also maybe social media and i would also and this is definitely something i'm trying to do make the most of enforced breaks and what i mean by that is when there isn't any FPL, you don't need to be as heavily invested. So in an international break, I will still make some videos, but I will definitely try and take some time away until the second week. Because ultimately, this weekend, you know, FPL finishes, and then you've got all the international matches. It's not until much closer to the time you want to make your decisions, because players might get injured on international duty. So there's no point in spending every single day looking at your FPL team. Maybe watch a video or listen to a podcast or whatever, but once that's it, you don't need to be constantly tinkering with your team as well. So I really like international breaks now, even as someone that creates content. It's just a good time to step away, especially when you then got to think Christmas is going to come up and there's game weeks like every two to three days. Again, that can be quite intense. So I would absolutely make the most of the breaks that you can. So that's my top five tips, uh, or sorry, top five mistakes to avoid. Let me know down in the comments below if there's any that you would add. Sports Social Podcast Network.